Hi, I'm Jupiter. Hi, I'm Arthur Pearl. Shamai, I'm Supernatty Cat. Hello, I'm Mothram Deer. And I'm your host, Candy Machine, and we are Smash That Glass, a celebration of the women that get done in music, entertainment, pop culture, and throughout history. We're a six-part fortnightly podcast brought to you from the Modern Escapism Network. Tune in to us every other Monday for an hour of recognition, intoxication and a little bit of debauchery whilst we celebrate the women who are kicking ass and taking names. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube and all your usual podcast providers. We don't live, laugh, love. We smash that glass. Hi guys, on this show we're looking at Hoffman, Corey, Weiss, Blakely, Depp, England, Saxon and Langenkamp. This week we're looking at 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 100 Things We've Learned From Film. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Plenty, and I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. <laughs> and I'm John and I'm his bitch. <laughs> and I'm Vanessa. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Uh, yeah, so listeners, we have not only got a great film for you this week, but it's been picked for us by a guest I've been trying to get on for donkeys, but she doesn't check her messages on social media. Vanessa, would you like to tell us exactly who you are and why we've got you on? Yeah. Hi, I'm Vanessa Hyder. Um, I um, am a makeup artist specialising in special effects makeup. Um, I also do sculpting, um, and I'm going to talk about my one of my favourite films that I watched when I was a kid, Nightmare on Elm Street. I love that film. Yeah, we good. do as well. We absolutely do. Now, that's funny you should mention you watched this as a kid because that is a common reoccurring theme on this podcast. People coming on to talk about films that they watched as a child that they shouldn't have seen as a child. Exactly, you're underage. Yeah, exactly. How, roughly how old do you think you were when you saw this for the I first time? I know how old I was. I Go was on. 12. Right, wow. Okay. Mm, that's a good age. It's, good and age. was that down to your mum and dad? Do you know, I think, actually, as a teenager, yeah, I used to dress quite older and wear a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could get away with being older, and I remember just going into the video store. Do you remember video stores? Oh my god, we do. John John remembers video vans. <laughs> oh, I, no, I don't remember that. We had a video store, Blockbusters, I think it was. There might right. have been another one before that. Um, and I remember, oh my god, we had this DVD player that was given to us, and it wasn't even a VH. What is it? VHS. Yeah. It wasn't a Betamax. It was a B two thousand. <laughs> right, wow. Yeah. John's Googling it as we speak. Is that not that's kind of nice, that And it was literally, it came with a couple of DVDs um, yeah. that I watched over and over again. And we went to the local shop and they had this tiny little selection of V2000 films. And right. Nightmare on Elm Street was one of them. And with my pocket money <laughs> for my paper round, I went and got hired the film and right. I was hooked I, okay yeah well I mean I couldn't agree more for me it was the thing uh, that I saw probably okay. I think maybe about six that that six. and six years old my my mum just didn't get it 
Uh, and uh, American Werewolf in London about the same age because I had an aunt, an aunt and uncle who I used to stay with when my mum was working nights um, at the, one of the local factories. She'd worked till 10. So I used to stay with them and they had older kids. So they had teenage kids. And they thought it was absolutely fine for me to watch Thriller and um, uh, American Werewolf in London and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it just warped me as a human being. Yeah, we know. John? <laughs> uh, I was. I, I think I was quite lucky. I think one of the first ones I saw was uh, Nosferatu, the black and white version, and it freaked me out. And it still freaks me out. It's just, <laughs> Having uh, never seen sunlight living in Glasgow, it would scare much, you. That's yeah. half. But then I went. I went on to Manitou and uh, is it Damien the Devil Dog and all that sort of thing. So watch really shitty horrors. You really man. do need to go on Cult Connections <laughs> with stuff like that. That's what right up the in the street. There was one called Manitou, and if I remember right, it was basically about a woman that had a lump on her back, and within that lump was a little Native American. I don't even person. know that film. Yeah. It's like Basket Case. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. A parasite. Yeah. So, Vanessa, you. You work in film. Uh, you're not the first first person we've had on that works in film, but you've uh, you've you've got you've got an IMDb, which is great because we've got an IMDb as well. So we'll be tagging you in that when we eventually get that far. Um, so yeah, so you've you've got. I think you've probably got something like twenty or thirty credits un- under your belt. What 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 kind of stuff do you specialize in? Um. Uh, well, that's a good question. <laughs> I prefer doing special effects, so like creating a creature designing a creature and then putting it out there um mm-hmm. however a lot of the films that I've done I've been the hair and makeup artist and I've done a little bit of like blood and stuff like that there's been a couple where I was the um lead artist so I was doing more special effects kind of thing which was mm-hmm. quite cool and I made a doll's mask and a doll wow no. a creepy doll yeah, it's of an oh. eight-year-old, so it was a life-size, um, life-size looking doll, um, and then I had to make three masks so they would go on the actor, a child, and the doll, so they all look the same. Wow. Okay. Oh. That's that's yes. Do, do, dolls, dolls are up there with the scariest things for me. Yeah, you don't like porcelain dolls, do you? No, absolutely not. Absolutely, I'd rather have a million Freddy nightmares than uh, porcelain dolls. Thank you. Please. Do you know, I was going to film this in my bedroom, and it was facing all my dolls. <laughs> just, just, that would have ended well. Yeah. <laughs> that, I would have. Uh, it would have been a. Uh, would have been a damp night for me. That's for sure. <laughs> What kind of dolls you talking about? <laughs> I ain't got any of them. No, oh, well, there we go. That's. <laughs> Hang on, how do we kick her off this? Uh, right. uh, John, um, nineteen eighty four. What else could we have been talking about that came out? Man, what a year! There was lots going on. So, Children of the Corn, one of my favourites. Right oh, up there. creepy little bastards! Yeah, you really were. Indiana Jones: The Temple of Doom. Kalima Shukti, yeah. Uh, Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, one of your favourite, uh, Sixteen Candles, Top Secret. Oh, Top Secret's great. Yeah, Brilliant. we need to do that. Yeah, yeah. June uh, and Neverending Story. June, oh. Terry and June. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Neverending never, <laughs> never Story is what I should have been watching when I was watching the thing. <laughs> I think probably. But no, yeah. no, it was it was a good year, man. Oh, and Muppets Take Manhattan. Can't forget. Muppets oh, Muppets Take Manhattan's good. Does uh, Kermit get hit by a car and forgets who he is and thinks he works in insurance? So did I imagine that? 
something Viva Famoli. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like Phil and Bill and 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 Jeff or something. Anyway, moving on. That's what a year that was. Uh, year women that in was. women in red and police academy. There's there's loads actually. There's police academy. Yeah, Jesus. future future episode. And definitely banana. Good year. Good year. So if this is the first time listening, if you have come along to this podcast specifically to Inverness, I know we both have, uh, then you will not know that we're trying to learn 100 things from every uh, film that we cover. Uh, We have all watched the film separately, honest, and we are going to try and come up with uh, 100 things that we learned. Vanessa's probably going to help us with some insider stuff, I hope. Uh, So do I. (laughs) (laughs) Vanessa's also going to learn some insider stuff. (laughs) Two two blokes that just watch a lot of horror films. (laughs) (laughs) okay so it opens up it's a um it's a new line cinema film i think this is probably our second new line cinema john yeah um the uh new line cinema is known as the house that freddie built because of the success that all the uh all all of them had so there you go that's our first one and did you know talking of which yeah that they took it on at the last minute because prior to that no one actually wanted it, and they had no money. What? Yeah. Nobody yeah. wanted this. Wow. Yeah, I know. It was like it was extremely low budget film. Yeah, um, and the people that were backing it kind of got cold feet and were ready to back out of it. Uh, um, smart, A produ- smart A Productions, wasn't it? Yeah, they weren't that smarty, were they? Yeah, they, they, they made a big junket, and apparently they were they were they were honing back a million, so a lot of money was invested. But later on, they actually went on to do the rest of the films, but apparently they held back some of the, yeah. the cash. Yeah, crazy. I mean, could you imagine if that film never got made? Oh my god! Well, we 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 certainly wouldn't have all the other ones. We certainly yeah. <laughs> would we? Not all We've the other right. ones. We've still got Friday the Thirteenth. I'm all right. <laughs> uh, it was selected in t- 2021 uh, uh, for the preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. I wonder which of those it actually is. I know. I was going to say accurate, but like, no, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, perhaps not. We see Fred Krueger. Now, I'm at pains to tell you here, listeners, that he is Fred Krueger titled in this. He wasn't yes. Freddy, but he's mentioned partway through as Freddy. And I guess it just kind of sticks, doesn't it, throughout the rest of the yep. film? Do we think Freddy's scarier than Fred? Actually, do we see Freddy? Apparently, it's the stuntman. It's the first time you see him. Oh, right. The, the guy doing that. Is that the stuntman, right. is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spot. Well done. Yeah, he's creating these gloves here, raises the lot. Um, he's chasing this character, Tina, through through a basement, right? But it looks like the factory out of Robocop. I was uh, certain of that. I was absolutely certain. She wakes up. It was all a nightmare. And we see that her old lady nighty that she's wearing uh, has been shredded. I mean, there's no sexier nighty than an 80s old lady nighty, right? Uh, um, uh, well, Freddie tries to slash her. I checked, I checked running in dreams as well, because you know sometimes you can't run in dreams. Yeah. Right? So I had to look at it and see what it was all about. So it says that some people find it impossible to run in their dreams, uh, but some people can run, but it implies that they're running away from something or a situation, which is a bit weird. But I can't. I've tried running in my dreams. I just can't run. I, I can't run in reality. <laughs> I, else. I think I might have run in dreams. Yeah, I, I've had some. I used to have a reoccurring zombie dream um, when I lived in Falkirk, which tells you everything about Central Scotland. Um, but yeah, I used to have a, a reoccurring zombie dream where I was saving people from zombies. I'm pretty sure I ran in that. Like Forrest Gump? <laughs> very much like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> we get this first shot of these kids d- just doing a skipping rope, right? Yeah. During, you know, the one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Yeah, yeah. Now, I remember that vividly as a kid, and I'm not entirely sure why that was so scary as a child. I know. Uh, do you know little girl singing, yeah, yeah, maybe it's that. Uh, do you know who was credited for it though? Somebody got what? Somebody's got a credit for that song. No, no, somebody I'm actually made it up. Right. It was uh, no, no, Langenkamp's uh, boyfriend on set. He made up the song. Mm. It was somebody's boyfriend that actually made it up. And I think it was the people who lived in the house because the houses were real houses. It yep. was the child skipping rope that was used. All right. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. And that skipping rope is in the Library of Congress today. (laughs) (laughs) So I looked up skipping rope rhymes, right? And I found loads, but it was like one of those time life music adverts, which is probably only a joke for the three of us. Um, and I almost imagine 25 skipping rope anthems. A sailor went to CCC to see what he could CCC. 369, the goose drank wine. I like coffee, I like tea. Stig, jump in line with me. Yeah, it's uh, there was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. I remember them. Having... Yeah, yes. there you go. There you go. I'm glad you do because I, I, I've I never been able... I've got rubbish, rubbish hand-eye coordination. I've never been able to skip at all. No, it wasn't my thing either, but my, my sisters used to play a, a thing. And by the way, this isn't a racist slur, but it was called, in Pollock, it was called Chink. But it was basically, it was because of the noise they made, because they had to throw things over, like uh, elastic bands, and they had to like, jump between them. Okay. Do remember it, it? Does, oh, it does sound like a racist slur, John. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just the noise they made when they jumped, okay? <laughs> okay. When what? Vroom, yeah, exactly. Uh, the next morning, um, this cracking red convertible turns up, driven by none other than who, Vanessa? Johnny Depp, am I wrong? Yeah, John, you're not wrong. You're absolutely right, oh. Johnny Depp. No, no, no. Now, now, I know, I know, you're not the only one that's probably going to have this opinion uh, of Johnny Depp at this time. What do you think looks wise, Vanessa? Johnny Depp in this movie? Cute. Uh, yeah, I mean, we are two, I say we're two straight men. John, somebody messaged me the other day and said, you two need a fuck, <laughs> by the way. Uh, apparently the sexual tension yeah, is unbelievable, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, but how good did Johnny Depp look in this? Uh, that's where he got to the gig, because he was dreamy, apparently, Wes Craven's daughter. Um, he, he was dreamy? I mean, is that what, is that a joke? Is that, that, was, yeah? that, was, that was a quote, okay. dreamy is yeah. dreamy, so right. that's, that's why I got the gig. Cool, yeah, but he, yeah, you're right, Vanessa, he looks... Such a oh, such a baby. I mean, this is obviously pre mega pints of wine, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he still looks hot. Oh, do you think so? Yeah. Oh, he's got a face like an old catcher's mitt. Uh, he's only about John's age, and look at how young John looks. Uh, all right, okay, that's that's good. To know. That's good to know. Um, the red convertible car is a 1958 series 62 convertible, and it's the same type of car that featured in Captain America. The Two Jakes and Driving Miss Daisy. Ooh, right. Which, uh, is not a future episode. <laughs> I am Morgan, no. <laughs> no, I don't want nice to do it. It is, it's a beaut, isn't it? It's an absolute yeah. stunner. And it's it's funny, like films at this time in the 80s, kind of early 80s to kind of mid-90s, all these kids had posh cars, didn't they? Like they all oh, had I, properly yeah, like, yeah. like classic, like the yeah. car looks like Christine. Doesn't it? My, my cousin Vinny is the exact same thing. <laughs> Very yeah. much so, my cousin. How does he afford that? He's just out of law school. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
Tina's explaining to them about the nightmare. This character, Rod, says he didn't have a bad dream. Uh, instead, last night he woke up with a hard-on. Uh, and it's got Tina's name written on it. And her line, um, how could good. you fit four letters on your small dick, is brilliant. <laughs> <That was good. laughs> uh, again, Rod's not a character and Tina's not a character. They're just... Let's Fella. let's let's kill yeah, yeah. let's kill them off. Uh, Johnny Johnny Depp's Glenn suggests next time you have a bad dream, tell yourself it's a bad dream and you'll wake up. And I was kind of like, yeah, all right, lamo. And then that's actually the 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 resolution to the film. <laughs> you go, okay, give away, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't don't spoil a film that's thirty five years old. Yeah. I know. The main character's Nancy Heather Langenkamp, <laughs> who we see back in the third one, don't we? Dream Warriors, yeah. which I always remember as being my favourite. Me too. Because Mine it's too. kind of... Oh, no, right. Excellent. Yeah, Why do we love that one so much? It was, I think it was because there were so many different variations of stuff going on, and yeah. it was in the TV, and he had those fingers uh, uh, yeah. injecting things. It was the eyes He's less the scared. Arm. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and her yeah. mouse. Nah, that was yeah. quite funny. Okay, okay. I, I quite like D and D as well, so I kind of like the characters that they decide to be in the mm. dream. That's kind of I kind of quite like the the gang of sweet kids that, yeah. that they are. And she and she comes back, you know, no no more than like five years later, and all of a sudden she's like a doctor in dream psychology or something. You're like, okay, of course you are. Um, course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's she's good. In, I think she's really good in this. I think she's great. Mm. Uh, Glenn's okay. He's a bit, he's a bit wet, but they're staying over. Uh, with the girls at Tina's. Tina's yep. mum and dad are away. Did you, spot uh, that, did you spot that ghetto blaster, though? Oh, that was a peach, wasn't it? Oh, Jesus, yeah. I think we've been <laughs> over this, but it was um, uh, it was first developed by Phillips in 1969, but that seems kind of familiar, doesn't it? It does a little bit, yeah. We've done Phillips tapes, and I think we've done Phillips ghetto blasters. But it made me want to get a, a square of lino out and start uh, start break doing some break dancing in the street. Body popping, big man. It's body popping. So I loved this. Glenn's mum thinks he's staying at the airport at his cousin's place, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got this tape of sound effects to play on the boombox, uh, but uh, with the airplane noises. But it's not just airplane noises, is it? <laughs> it's I like know. People fighting in the street. Drive eyes. <laughs> yeah, mom, I'm just going to call the police. Uh, and and obviously later on, like 20 years after this, people had soundboards on the phones and things. But before this, it was BBC sound effects records. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that the ones there. that um, they got in Father Ted? They are the ones in Father Ted. Good. Well remembered. Uh, well remembered indeed. I love Father Ted. Oh, good. We should, we should, we should get you on to talk Father Ted uh, on our other podcast. That would be great. Oh, um, BBC Sound Effect Records, you can buy the whole collection of their sound effects. No way. Uh, 29,420 effects from the library. I mean, you're going to have to paint a lot of faces for this, Vanessa, because it's 1,800 quid. What? Yeah, it's something like 32 gig file (laughs) to download, apparently. Uh, I found two vinyl records from the collection on eBay for 99 quid, which have a selection of doors opening and closing. Oh, what? Yeah, including a heavy church door, according to the (laughs) write-up. So there you go. So uh, Vanessa's about to head over to eBay and uh, spend all the hard-earned money on Well, no, I'm just thinking it's probably some knob out there who's just recorded loads of stuff and then put that label on it. Aye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, And then selling it for that. I mean, anyone could go and do that. 
Well, you can. It's all free. We've we've done sound effects before, haven't we, John? For various yeah, did, things yeah, on yeah. here. So yeah, there's 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 a big free like there's loads of free sound effects that you can get. Uh, so they're, they're they're conscious at this point. They're scared at this point that there's some kind of um, that there's there's something outside. So they've both they've all been dreaming about Fred Krueger, except for Glenn, who doesn't dream about anything. Dreams about having beautiful hair and uh, <laughs> combing his beautiful hair. <laughs> uh, they hear a noise outside. Well, yeah, apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> She still fancies him when he's wandering around with a jar of dirt. <laughs> um, so they hear a noise outside. They head to the back garden and Rod tackles Glenn to the ground because he's a jock prick, I think is the whole point of this. No. Um, uh, carries Tina to bed. Um, and Tina, Tina's begging them not to go. I don't want to be left alone with this nutcase. And I'm kind of like... I mean, today, would you? I mean, what's going on? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Tina and Rod have this extremely loud sex. uh, And after the sex, she says, Jungle Man, fix Jane. And I'm kind of like, hang on a second. There there hadn't been, other than, I think, that Greystoke film, which was, was that, John, was that the French actor, Christopher Lambert? Christopher Lambert, yeah. Yeah. Christopher Lambert, as the Scottish call him, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was kind of like, how, like, how out of date is that? Yeah. Um, Tarzan was first published in 1912 as Tarzan of the Apes and had 23 book sequels. How much can you write about a man in a loincloth? I don't know, swinging <laughs> a bit, geez. Vanessa's thinking a lot. Uh, yeah, I am uh, thinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people that have played Tarzan on the screen <clears throat> Olympic swimmer Buster Crab. Yep. Olympic shot putter, Herman Bricks. And podcast favourite and winner of fucking nothing, Casper Van Dien. <laughs> hey? Casper uh, Van Dien, he was in um, uh, Starship Troopers, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, Exactly Vanessa who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rod's also been having these Freddy nightmares. Um he rolls over to go to sleep. Nancy wakes up when this crucifix above her head falls off the wall yeah, and onto her. Quite a good and effect. Absolutely nothing comes of that, except later on you kind of see it in a dream, mm-hmm. which is the thing we're meant to remember of, of her. Uh, Tina wakes up to someone throwing stones at the windows and this voice calling her name. Uh, meanwhile, and I loved this effect, the wall above Nancy in the shape of the face and the hands coming down like it was in a like a plasticky... Yeah, that was fantastic. Like wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, you know how that, yeah, was, that done? was I have no idea. I'm glad would you're you here. Like to know? I would love to know. Yeah. Okay, so it was a, um, like a polyphene sheet that was stretched out, right. and then uh, the stunt guy he in, put his face through it to make it stretch. Wow! Simple right, as that. Okay. That is easy, isn't it? So they do that twice. They do that. I think they do that with the bed sheet as well, which looks kind of similar later on. There we go. Tina heads out the back, kind of down this alley, with a metal dustbin lid, comes rolling into view because it's the 80s and we still have metal dustbin. (laughs) Garbage pile kids. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Oscar the Grouch, wasn't it? (laughs) What is one of them? (laughs) Uh, Susie, Susie. Oh, no. Garbage pile kids, wasn't it? Yeah, Atom Adam. Yeah, uh, very good. Um, and now, this is the first time we see Fred Krueger's kind of burnt, bloody face. 
which which looks fantastic. But what didn't look scary was these big long arms he's got. Like he just yeah. looked like some sort of lanky, like he was doing tales of the unexpected. Wow, wow, wow! I remember, I remember reading about that. It was basically guys in fishing rods that had to hold them up. Yeah. Oh, was it tried. right? Uh, okay. Uh, this, we're taking all the fun out of this, listeners, aren't we? <laughs> right. As, as um, much as I like the film, there's a couple of bits I need to question, but when we come here, I'll... Okay. I'll, I'll... I, I think it still looks brilliant. I, I honestly do think it still looks great. It's not as scary as I remember it. I'm just it I'm, I'm just going to put it out because it's, it's going to come up to the bit where he says, uh, look at this, and he cuts his fingers off. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's kind of pointless. Like, but definitely, it was point cutting her fingers off, and that'd be more gory. But the yeah, fact yeah, he's yeah. cutting we'll his own, cutting his eye off, <laughs> random. Uh, yeah, he's random. a little bit. He's Even cutting yourself, like, oh look at me, puss, 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 man. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah, just there's... like, look, I'm hard. I can cut my fingers off. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's always that nutter guy down the pub, isn't there? That yeah. Angel, on Angel Dust or PCP, yeah. if I was called. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, if you were to do a, if you were to do a Freddie mask and i'm pretty sure i've seen on your instagram you've done uh, like a freddy mask type thing did i imagine that i think you imagined it okay you've, you've done plenty of you've done plenty of rubber masks where would you start how would you do you know right if i was to be doing freddy's makeup i actually wouldn't do it as a mask right um uh, because it's do you know it's really really costly and to make a mask you'd have to make it out of silicon or you'd have to make it out of latex and it's just Mm -hmm. such a timely process you have to make a cast of someone's head and then out of that head you have to make a two-part compression and then you'd have to roll the latex in there and let it set make sure there's no air bubbles it's just too long if i was to do it i would probably um do it with gelatin oh right okay yeah, I'd melt some gelatin, make sure it wasn't too hot before I applied it on the skin because I don't want to burn anyone for real. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then just shape it um, uh, like with a, um, oh, what do you call it? Stick, you know, uh, mm-hmm. tongue stick. Oh, yeah. yeah One yeah. of them, just shape it with that and make holes in it because with, the late, um, with uh, gelatin, it kind of goes a bit rubbery and then right. it sits and then you just paint it afterwards. And it would be a lot easier wow. to get off. Right. Okay. Fantastic. So you would, with a with a with a kind of a a, a prosthetic a mask, yeah. you'd still have to rip that off every day and start afresh, wouldn't you? Well, if you was to make a proper mask, yeah, out of latex, for instance, you would have that mask for ever. Mm-hmm. Once you've made it, it's going to be durable, right. like latex gloves, but it's a bit stronger. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So it can be pulled on and pulled off. Yeah. Um, but you'd have a lot of sculpting to do to make sure you perfect it. And right. It took, okay. took three years or something like that to put it on every every time he was doing it. Really? Wow. Uh, apparently That's... so. Who was that? Okay. Apparently it took three hours for him to get his makeup done. Yeah, he didn't wear a mask though. He um he had his done with um so he had a forehead, a cowl, mm-hmm. which is the back of the head. Um, uh, he had cheeks, brow, and chin and nose prosthetics. Right. I don't know what they were made out of, though. Interestingly, because everywhere I've researched, nothing comes up with um, what material was used. All right. Okay. So I'm kind get... of guessing foam latex. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or it's one of those things that's just been lost to history. We'll never know. 
Yeah. All right, let the original copies of V with Willie in it. Miss you, <laughs> Willie's with V. <laughs> You're obsessed with Willie and V. Loved them. Uh, I thought Robert England was the best thing in that, to be honest. Be. Oh, my God. I Remember? loved that. Yeah, the first two episodes, it was 83, wasn't it? I think they came out. And then they, they made a series after that, but that was brilliant. It was Famously, fair. John loves Willie. Uh, me uh, too. I, <laughs> I love Willie. <laughs> And you love V, okay? Yeah. And you're Endo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, moving on. I don't know why I'm moving on. This is the best content we've had in weeks. <laughs> um, there's this, this, this bit that isn't particularly scary today, as you mentioned, where he slices off the fingers, which I thought the fingers looked good, but then they kind of fall to the ground and she rips his face off. And the, the kind of the prosthetic head with the mm. eyes and just the mouth, I thought that looked looked quite good. I was I was kind of into that. With, she's shouting in the dream, but she doesn't she doesn't wake up. So we see we see Rod there, but you watch basically a body, bloody body, getting dragged around the room, blood on the walls and the ceiling. It looks mm-hmm. brilliant. She That's collapses good. everywhere. Nice. Um, the effect was done. Uh, the ceiling was shot on a rotating room set. Uh, which was slowly spun around to allow her to roll into position. So it's basically mm. like a Jamiroquai video, but with less silly hats. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> That's well uh, done, though. Yeah, absolutely. Rod it's completely loses it, doesn't he? Jumps mm. out the window. Uh, Nancy and Glenn come into the room just to see the corpse and the window open. Uh, we're in the cop station now, and oh, John, don't we love John Saxon? Ah, uh, he's brilliant and everything is in i can't think of anything i've seen john saxon in that i don't love him in. and i think he's in loads of the he's in the second one definitely mm-hmm. but i think he, he drops back maybe, into some of the following uh, maybe in the fourth or uh, fourth or fifth yeah because he's he's great he really is great stuff mm-hmm. he's got a cool face yeah. hasn't he he uh, has and and i stand by the fact I've, I've said this a lot i think he would have been a proper silver screen star if he'd been born 20 years before yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. he's that kind of, like, that yeah, serious kind of way about him. And, mm-hmm. yeah, cool looking, smokes but, a cigarette well, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Burton esque. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, I'm not suggesting I'd, I'd like to see him do Shakespeare. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his real name, Carmine Orico, which is the second, makes him the second most Italian person I know. Maria Jesus. on Cult Connections podcast. You are the most Italian person I know. Uh, he's buried, John, would you believe, in the same cemetery as his Enter the Dragon co-star, Bruce Lee. Oh, wow. Cool. Which is Lakeview in Seattle. I had oh. absolutely no idea Bruce Lee was buried in Seattle. I assumed he was buried in Hong Kong. I know. That's crazy. Yeah, that is quite, quite, quite the fact. Um, quite interesting. So, yeah, he's he's good in that. He's, he's good in this. He's He's great. He's... He's in the right film. He's playing it serious enough, whereas everyone kind of around him, including Nancy's mum, who we'll come to, by the oh, way. Oh, fucking hell, man. He's playing this. <laughs> Jesus. I, I'm not entirely sure how she's playing this, but I think <laughs> this actor that plays Nancy's mum is very much like we always say, John, is is in on it. Like, yeah, she I... knew what was needed, and she mm-hmm. does now more than what was needed. Yeah, she, get, she gets yeah, a paycheck. Get she's 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 in and out you know and she's mm-hmm. great anyway we'll we'll, we'll come to her um, at the police station they're basically saying um he's he's nancy's dad and nancy's mum is there too um she explains it isn't um 
Rod's fault. They've all dreamt the same nightmare. Uh, Mum and dad aren't buying it. Yeah. That morning, Mum's making breakfast. What's she having for breakfast, John? Jen? Uh, well, vodka. 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 Yeah, I, I mean, I'm drinking patine. I'm drinking uh, Irish firewater. But uh, <laughs> she, yeah, she is. She's drinking. Uh, she's drinking vodka for breakfast, and that's basically kind of the joke throughout, isn't uh, it? That she's some drunk. <laughs> I mean, I like it. And dare I say it, right? This this actor, I I think she's great. Ron, Ronnie Blakely. Um, I think she's really eighty sexy. If I've got to be honest, like she's got the big eighties <laughs> hair and the eighties, uh, uh, you the, know, the eighties um, makeup. Diana, like the kind of the, the the, the blowback kind mm. of. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. She's eighties sexy. She, she is. <laughs> I guess it helps that she's drunk at eight in the morning. It would. It would. It usually helps for uh, for someone to find me palatable if they're drunk at eight in the morning. Um, but she's she um, was in. Uh, she was the the country superstar Barbara Barbara Jean in Robert Altman's Nashville, which is a great film. If you haven't seen, if you've got any interest in country music, John, you're Scottish. You've got have at least a little bit of an interest in country music. Uh, but uh, she was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress Man. in that film. Yeah, so that's one of those really long, meandering Robert Altman films that just goes on. But it, it's it's it, I've always thought it was kind of interesting. It's kind of a before. I would ever be into that kind of thing. Is it like the Honky Tonk Man? Because I fucking hated the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> no, it isn't like the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> <laughs> Mum looks like she's dressed for a day selling houses on Elm Street, doesn't she? she... No. <laughs> which, which is a job that is certainly most likely to become a lot more difficult uh, over the next few days. No. Uh, Elm Street a... house prices. Yeah, John Elm Street in White Inch, Glasgow, four bedroom end terrace, sold recently for two hundred and thirty three thousand pounds. And White Inch, and White Inch, I know oh, that's the that prices for you, Vanessa. I looked in at Elm Street in Holborn in London. Nothing for sale, but round the corner in Frederick Street, Frederick oh. Street, uh, three Frederick bedroom, <laughs> oh, very good, <laughs> three bedroom mid terrace for one point seven five million. So invite us all down when you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, yeah, yeah. You, you could buy Hunters Houses and bloody White Inch for that. <laughs> you could. Uh, it was a nice yeah. house, by the way, John. Uh, it needs to be. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, she's she's going to school. Nancy's going to school, but Mum's got concerns because she's not slept. She says it's all right. I'll just sleep in homeroom because. Did you see what, did she, did you see what she was wearing? Actually, did you see what they were wearing. Fucking knitted no, tank tops. And the 80s netty tank tops were a big, massive thing. Did you have so, one, John? I did, actually. <laughs> Didn't wear it, though. Uh, but I can pick you one up for 16 bucks on eBay. And All actually, right. Monoprint mono uh, vintage. Because they do it on that, is it K-pop or something? No K-pop, but they do it on one of those. Depop. Depop, that's him. Okay, Grandpa. Fucking hell. Every week. Every week. Yeah, you move dyslex- yourself back to me. I'm dyslexic, mate. You've just, you've just called me. That's so <laughs> funny. Every week. What's, what's, uh, your daughters listen to this, don't they, John? Uh, <laughs> no, they don't. No, of course they don't. They're not going to know. <laughs> K-pop's a band. Oh, <laughs> it is a style of music, John. Oh, uh, listen to me. Young, young whippersnapper that I am. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks. Young, dumb, and full of useless information. <laughs> Indeed, I am. Indeed, I am. Um, walking down the street, Rod jumps out the bushes and grabs Nancy 
into this, basically into this. This, I mean, Elm Street just seems to be surrounded by forest. It looks like oh, yeah. bloody Sherwood, doesn't it? I mean, did you notice who our teacher was, though? Oh, yeah, we're cutting Lynn Shea. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, Nancy's been watched by her dad and the cops. Uh, dad turns up and threatens to blow his head off, but Nancy jumps in the way. And when he runs off, uh, it's really unlucky for him that they've got the whole of the police department. Oh, the police department, exactly, yeah. 20 cops, couple of detectives, <laughs> seven patrol cars. And Nancy's obviously upset that they used him as bait. Uh, in school, they're talking Shakespeare. It's Hamlet, specifically, from this particular quote. Um, and you're right, absolutely right. Uh, Lynn Shay is here. Now, what do, what do we know Lynn Shay from? Insidious. Uh, yeah, she's in all 29 of those Insidious no. films. Boy, I love Insidious. See you? Yeah. I've seen the first one and I thought it was much better than it deserved to be and then didn't watch any of the others. I love them. Uh, all right, best, okay. the best one. Uh, in, is she not one of the Ghostbusters in that? Is that not the thing? Is she like, yeah. uh, she's a medium. there's a skinny guy and a fat guy and uh, she's obviously the medium between the two of them. Hey, <laughs> she's so good. <laughs> yeah, she is very, very good. I tell you what I remember the most out of. She's in the first two Critters films. Is she? I think she, I think she might be the mum of the ginger kid who ends up being in ER and the Orville. Right. Uh, I think she might be the mum of him or she might be the neighbour in one of the neighbouring farms. But she's in those first two Critter films. I'm going to check this out. But as you know, the, the one that's got the heavy, crazy tan and um, there's something about Mary. I have written she's something about Mary's neighbour. Is, <laughs> is there not a bit where she's suckling the dog on a uh, nibble? It's just a flat. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's, Jesus, I haven't thought about something, something about Mary for ages. Jesus. Oh, my God. That's like possible. going back, isn't it? Yeah, possible future episode, that one, I think. Uh, right, anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's she's great. Nancy starts to fall asleep, and this kid is reading, which is either really bad acting or really good acting, because he's reading, and you'll 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 know this yourself, Vanessa. If you think back to when you were at school, they'd ask you to read, and you would if you were anything like me, you'd read out the book and you'd read about the things that were in the book and, and, and talking okay. about that. And he's doing that. So he's I was nothing like you. Oh, you oh, were right. No, okay. No, 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 no. I, I was worse. Yeah, because I was dyslexic. But because right. back in them days, it wasn't really recognised. So nope. as soon as it was like read out. I would go bright red in the face and right. sit there and like hide. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to talk. I don't yeah. make me talk. Oh, no. Yeah. I was really shy. Honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't multitask. I couldn't read and look at. People at the same time, it just freaked me out. So yeah, yeah you still can't bad. multitask. Yeah, I hate it. I just I'm oh, I can't do it. I've got, I'm, I'm off. I'm, nah, I'm off it. I was just <laughs> I was going back to that actress. I was just looking at what she was in. She was in the cell. Oh no, the cold. Oh, is she? No, the cold. Oh, story. I was going to say the cell. That's yeah. a great film. Mm. My dyslexic grudge. Oh, is she? Oh, she, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was just having a little look while we were talking. <laughs> she's in loads. She is in she loads, loads and loads. Yeah, of, she, yeah. like, she's she known as a scream queen. Do you know uh, how my... many titles she has? Go on. 249 titles. Jesus, that's like Christopher Lee levels Jesus of, Christ. of films, isn't it? <clears throat> that's astonishing. My like... wife recognises her in everything all the time that we're watching. All right. Yeah, all yeah. The time. She's got one of her voices as well. Oh, man. 
Kingpin as well. Remember that? Is that who she is in Kingpin? I'm, I'm sure she's the she's the um, she's the landlady. Wow! Oh, Again, cool. another great, another great, great film that I think well, I say great <laughs> film. Another fun film that we probably should cover. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Nancy starts to fall asleep to the boring kid reading. Um, she sees Tina in a body bag and a pool of blood outside the classroom and follows her. Now, the sensible thing here, of course, would to be not follow her. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a couple of days it, before recording. Heidi Klum has just dressed up as a fucking worm. So, you know, I'd follow <laughs> Heidi Klum anywhere. Uh, so, you know, why not follow this woman in a body bag? Um, uh, she, she runs straight into this this hall monitor. Uh, this girl who's like, hey, watch yourself. Uh, she's mm-hmm. in Freddie's green and red jumper, which is good. And do then you, you hear Freddie's voice. Do you running. know that, um, that scene with the blood in that hallway? Yeah. Yeah, it was actually based like a, um, what do they call, homage to um, The Shining. Oh, oh right. It? That makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit of knowledge oh. there for you guys. Is this, is this the floor where the blood gets off? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, oh, that's that's excellent. Um, that's, she follows the trail of blood down at the basement, in spite of the fact there's a sign that says no students allowed in the basement. <laughs> Don't go in the basement. It's very simple. Uh, down in the basement, she gets starts to get chased by Fred uh, really, really slowly, which ramped up the tension. Uh, yeah. But the second time I was watching it doing notes, I started to get bored. If I'm honest. <laughs> uh, he, he, he's about to grab her, and she scolds her arm on a pipe Aye, and then good. wakes up screaming. Yeah. Uh, the teacher allows her to leave for the day because the scold is on the other side of the arm. I hope <laughs> someone got fired for that blunder. Now, Vanessa, <laughs> if you were to make a burn... Which I certain, seeing from the work you've done on Instagram, it would look much better than this, which looks like she's been bitten by a mosquito. How exactly would you go about it? Um, back to the gelatin. Gelatin would be best for the burn, hundred okay. percent. L- lemon or strawberry? <laughs> Wear whichever you like. But you know, when you mix, you can make your own gelatin, or you can yeah, the- buy it. Um, uh, and yes. then you mix in a little bit of colour, like foundation, to match it to the mm-hmm. skin and then put it on there. And then obviously you'd use uh, grease paint because that would stick oh, really? to it better. Yeah. Because um, uh, otherwise, gel- um, like, you no, know, just... alcohol palette won't really adhere to it. Um, mm-hmm. And everything else would just sort of like fall off, really. Right. So, wow. yeah. On, on that subject, not that I was preparing specifically for this, um, but my wife watches Glow Up, the uh, the, the makeup challenge thing, which, uh, yeah, you, you, you're you holding your hand to your face. But she specifically made, made me watch 10 minutes where they were doing a um, special effects for Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was watching it going... Fucking hell! This is it, it, like uh, this is how how can they do this? And then you see one does it very badly, and another does it very badly, and then one does it very well. Is that is that show? Is that a good representation of doing that kind of makeup? That show. I'm going to be completely honest, and I'll please do. Get, yeah, you I'll can say whatever you want on it. For this, right? Yeah. But as a professional, yeah, yeah that show. Um, uh, is it annoys me because all the people that are on there, the majority mm-hmm. of them, yeah, are all Instagram people. Yeah. Right. right. And Instagram yeah. people do a lot of filters and a lot of yeah. makeup on themselves. 
and they don't really study for it yet. I've spent thousands of pounds on studying and learning my trade and I don't know everything. I still need to learn loads more. Um, And when I watch it and then they get the opportunity to go and do something that's amazing afterwards, I'm like, really? You know, why can't I do that? People that have paid enough money to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have trained. I work and I do it hard and I know all the health and safety and all the, you know, I have insurance and everything to do makeup. These are just Instagram people who haven't got a clue because they get they pay. I'm assuming to get so many likes from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I can tell. Yeah. I can tell you. What, being in an industry where you can pay for likes, we we've never done it, and we never will do it. Yeah. I was going to do it as an experiment. Um, I was going to pay for us and three other podcasts to do the same thing <laughs> to see if we get the same number of likes. So I'll, I'll say this now. I haven't. I haven't put it forward to Joe. I haven't put it forward to Dean. But at some point. I will pay out of our little Patreon kitty. Uh, two, we'll, we'll pay for three of those Fiverr things, and we'll see if we get the same amount of likes and the same comments and the same things. Because it cost us fifteen quid, John, which we know we've got in the savings from mm-hmm. the Patreon. So we'll do that. So Joe and Dean, remind me once you listen to this. It really winds me up that we'll do it. We'll see. We'll see what level it works. But I hate it. I hate that there's loads of people out there that go, "Oh, we've had fifteen thousand listens in our first six months," and you're like. That's not how podcasting works. Do you know, we had, like, I, this is a good example. I'm on another group where um, it's professional makeup artists, yeah, and you work, You they get opportunities on there. Somebody hired someone to do a makeup from Instagram. Um, right. uh, they paid them a deposit, yeah. Mm-hmm. They never turned up. They can't wow. even get a hold of that person. Yeah. And that makes a really bad name for like makeup artists who are yeah, actually no, no, hard totally. working. Yeah, no, no, totally. Absolutely, it does. It breaks my heart. Yeah, Sorry. it's no, 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 no. <laughs> look, look, the one, the one thing that we do is we allow people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually fucking Sorry. sick of hearing about these people being stars and all that. Are they fucked? They're just, they're just oh, that does my tits in. No, you see, every time we watch a show, it's always like we've got celebrities. Like, oh, there's this Instagram. Who the fuck is that person? Precisely. I don't know who that person is. Because they've got a massive Instagram following base. No, no, fuck them. Go and do your work. in that in two years once he's on. Nah, honestly, I've got a fuck. up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the film. I'm not all about the gram, big man. I'm not all about the gram. <laughs> so she's talking to Rod in the jail here uh, at the police station. He says there was somebody else in the room when Tina was killed. Uh, he couldn't see him. Um, it was just like a nightmare, the one he'd had the night before. So he's also been having Freddy dreams. Uh, later that night, in the bath, Nancy's singing the Freddy Jump Rope song, which seems okay. Um, uh, did, any, did any of us have that, um, that uh, shell blow up? Hello, that she had behind her. Uh, I did not, but now I you mention one. it, I didn't realise yeah. it was a shell when I looked. Yeah, at it. yeah, it was a shell. So you can, you can buy, you can still buy them. I double checked, but I can actually buy. You can buy one for eight pound off of Grandado.com. Grandado.com. It was a thing in the eighties, so it was it was a it was a it was a shell shape, and you would blow it up, and you could put you could you put your head on it for the bath. I had one years ago. Wow. Well, well the whole family had one because we shared the shell. 
<laughs> it reminded me very much of that bit out of The Simpsons where uh, uh, it's cops turn up at Skinner's house and it's like, um, Mother and I have a uh, have have a, a bath pillow that we use on alternate nights. She said it was her night to use it. I said it was mine. Uh, yes, I could send it away back to Taiwan for repair, but why should I? <laughs> Would you like to know how that um, bath was done? I would love to. Yeah, the big kind of deep into the... Yeah, please. Would you like to know? Right, so it's actually, if you can imagine a normal bathtub with Mm -hmm. a section of it cut out like a square. So, and then at the bottom of the square, you've got like another box underneath. So it's almost like an L shape. Yeah. And then the the person would sit in the bottom of this. The water would be filled up. It was black, so it gives the illusion more of depth of Of water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then he would sit there and he was actually, so she was in a position, you know, like the gynecology, <laughs> gynecologist. Yeah, we're, we're, we're well aware of gynecologists. Yes. Uh, is it open wading cough? Is that what yeah. open wading cough? <laughs> she was kind of like in this suspended position and then he's like, a hand came up and it was actually the stunt guy, um, I believe, that put his hand the, up. The, the, Man, he's yeah. he's gets all the good jobs, didn't he? I know. Yes. I, know. I, just did, I did write it down. Actually, I'm going to have a look now. See if I'm um, I found <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> Probably no. can't find it now. I was going to say, Freddie, Freddie got fingered, but that's a totally different colour. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> While you're looking that up, uh, Vanessa, the uh, the the mum comes in, um, waking her up basically, um, and. She says, as all our parents did, you can drown in the bath if you fall asleep. Uh, Mum <laughs> claims that hundreds of people a year die in baths. And to help, she's going to get her some warm milk, which, of course, would do the exact same. Exactly, yeah. Warm milk helps God. you sleep. Now, how many people drown in baths every year? Strap in, because this is a trip. Uh, according to the Water Incident Research Hub, no, really, the following statistics for 2020 to 21 water-related deaths in the UK. Baths, jacuzzis or hot tubs, 70. Canals or aqueducts, 194. Coast, shore or beaches, 687. Jesus, that's a fair work. My personal favourite, drains, wells and pits, 15. (laughs) (laughs) We don't all float down here. (laughs) In the year 2000... 341 Americans died getting out the bath, which arguably wasn't enough Americans. It's uh, right? <laughs> a good um, argument through for a good shower, doesn't it? <laughs> so it was actually Jim Doyle who was in okay. the bath. Right. Right. Oh, Jim. Yeah. Oh, Jim. So I think Jim, Jim Doyle, if I remember correctly, was the guy who actually built the, um, the box room as well with the cog, you know, to make oh, it right. turn. I think it oh, was great. Him. What a guy. I know. He deserves all the credit he gets. Yeah, it was Jim, Jim Doyle. Jim, Jim Doyle, we hope you're still alive and kicking. And I hope, hope you're still making, fuck, I mean, 30 years on, probably not making mental. Uh, and everything's blue screen now, isn't it? Anyway, so. I thought you said, I hope you're still making tea. And I was like, no, that's Mrs. Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you will, you will, you will, you will. You will do some special effects. Uh, <laughs> um. She gets dragged underwater in this great scene, this large pool kind of thing. Yeah. Mum breaks into the bathroom using a coat hanger, which sounds like the kind of thing you would have probably done, John, 
Aye. Glasgow. Yeah. But see, it is true. See, I had two bathrooms. It was weird. I stayed in a place called Govan. And had two bathrooms, one beside each other. You have more to... bathrooms than a street, John. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the way to get it is, if somebody locked it, all you do, you do is get like a coat hanger and just push it in. The mechanism would just push you, just push it straight in. So I can relate to that. <laughs> God, Smoking in the bathroom, my dad would just start busting in like fuck. <laughs> um, she's watching this horror film on the TV, uh, and the, the horror film she was watching. Did anybody spot that? No. Evil Dead. It's the Evil Dead, of course. Uh, John knew it. It's one of his favorites. It gave Sam Raimi the glove, so he could send uh, Evil Dead too. It is, yeah. Um, uh, and he'd originally put this in to the evil to, to this um, because uh, it was they'd featured a poster of um, the Last House on the Left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 in, uh, it's in not relative, it? So yeah, I mean, it sounds like a massive circle jerk of kind of Hollywood filmmakers, doesn't it? But in it all. In it all, um, the irony is that they get, he, he loaned that glove out a few times that went missing on the third. Yeah, it disappeared. Aye, oh really? They, aye, oh. they think one of the agents or something that stole it. Prick. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> that glove. Did you know that glove? The raise the blades. Yeah, are actually tomato knife cutting. Oh cut right, okay. Tomato knives. What? Is it the, so, are those the same knives that you cut tomatoes with and then you cut a can with that you'd see on the oh, adverts? Yeah. Those, always good. Those GML knives, isn't it? Yeah. GML. <laughs> Massive health and safety risk, though. Of course it oh, is. Yeah. Apparently, there was a um, Robert England. He tried the glove on and he kind of went like that and actually cut himself. Cut himself. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. How were? Uh, how does Freddie go to the toilet and wipe his ass? In fact, that's a uh, John. That's a uh, uh, great uh, question. A, a sketch, isn't it, from um, uh, Naked Video? Do you remember oh, that? So that is, There's a Naked Jesus, Video sketch is. of that. That's, oh, Jesus, I, forgot I, about that. That. I could imagine uh, South Park doing that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going to look for that clip. If you find that clip, I'll put it on the socials. <laughs> um, she's drinking the. She's eating these. These pills, isn't she, that she finds? Stay awake pills. I found 48 Pro Plus tablets. Remember Pro Plus? Jesus. The most 90s thing in the world. Um, Four quid uh, for 48 of them. Uh, The average caffeine pill is twice as strong as a cup of coffee, apparently. Uh, The highest rated caffeine pills I could find, 50 milligram performance lab.co.uk, 34 of them for 30 quid. Uh, which they'd want to help me murder fucking Freddy for that price, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, on the subject of Freddy, uh, Vanessa, I tend to do this to John a lot, but uh, as you're the guest, I'm going to do for you. Uh, I, I am going to tell you, uh, I'm going to give you a clue to five famous Freddy's Freds or Fredericks. John's oh pissing off for a drink I'm, now. Right, I'm going to be really crap at this. <laughs> no, no. Look, and however many you get will go towards the things that we've learned. Okay. So, number one, the actor played Fred in Scooby Doo in 2002, which we covered two weeks ago. Yeah. Do you know what he's called? I don't, but I know the, who the actor is. I'm really bad yeah. with names. He was the guy That's... from Scream. Uh, he's married. I'll give you another clue. He is married to Daphne Bu- in the same thing. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy. Does that help? I know who Sarah he Michelle is. Yeah. And he, I was a baby, he was him. a babysitter in Friends. Yeah, he was also, um, uh, oh, what's that programme 
called? The one where the lady and her sister do bank robbery. No, you're thinking Matthew Lillard. It's not Am him. Am I? Yeah, because that's yeah. You're you're think you're thinking Matthew Lillard. He's shaggy. Oh. I'll be right. No, I was on the right trail. You were. It's Freddie Prince Jr. It's Freddie Prince Jr. I wouldn't even By the way, <laughs> good, good Good Girls is great. We've only watched the first two series oh, you need because to watch it just it. got a bit too stressful. We're going to watch the third series. What a cast that is. It's Christina brilliant. Hendricks, by the way, would get it. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk <laughs> is about. Is she the main actress? Yeah, she is. She's so beautiful. She's stunning, isn't she? Yeah, yeah she really is. Uh, and she is, she is married too. And I don't know if you've seen Super Troopers, the film about the... Uh, we covered it as an episode. She is married to the most unattractive man in the world. So, John, there's hope for you yet. Uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, at some point, uh, Vanessa, you'll see Kirsty come in. And she is a beautiful, beautiful woman. At some point, you'll see my wife come in. She is also beautiful. Yeah, we're, bo- uh, we're the, both punching. Cat. Yeah, we are both punching. Okay, uh, this one's a bit tougher. Oh, Lancashire, God. an England cricketer who now hosts Top Gear. What's he called? Freddie. F- Freddie. Oh, no, I think I was thinking of the wrong person. Go for it. Try it. No, so I was going to say Freddie Flint. Yeah. Flint yeah. Freddie Flint. There you go. Correct. Correct. I've met him a couple of times. He's really lovely. He's really, really lovely. Really uh, lovely, lovely guy. Really he is lovely. Lovely, lovely. lovely. Fucking massive. <laughs> uh, number three. <laughs> this band are too sexy for the COVID right, vaccine. Said Fred. There you go. Right, said Fred. He he came out, didn't he, and said, oh, the COVID vaccine's stupid. Hamster-eating comedian. Freddie Starr. There you go. Fantastic. And the kid from the Wonder Years that is a molly, 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 mole. Frederick. I ain't got a clue. <laughs> oh. John, do you want to answer this one? Oh, I went, but don't want to be a savage. Red Savage! <laughs> Red Savage, well done. There you go. We got four out of five. Well done, team. Working together. I Yay! Like. Teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> one team, one dream master. Ooh. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so Glenn explains he hasn't been having nightmares, as as, as we discussed earlier on. Uh, she's looking in the mirror and she goes, oh, I look 20 years old. <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah, I fucking wish I did, girl. Uh, the actor at the time was 20 years old. Wow. There you go. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> um, she heads to the police station with Glenn keeping watch. She looks through the window into this basement, which is like where where Rambo was in First Blood John yeah, in the basement. Yeah, yeah. But did you spot, for some reason, they'd got him in like a wild animal cage? Yeah, I noticed that. But see, like, see when she was first going in, I thought she was going into the uh, police station in uh, Resident Evil 2. And we couldn't <laughs> That's what it looked like. I was like, that's... that's the the like, outside did look like yeah, that police station. Really yeah, it's a good point. Uh, we've got to stick together, Jill. Uh, <laughs> she's obviously in a dream screaming to wake up and then Freddy walks through walks through the bars doesn't he just through the bars like yeah like the Terminator the yeah. new version yeah <laughs> uh, Nancy runs home pursued obviously by him by Frederick and as, as she's running up the stairs I loved this that was good this, wasn't it? what looks like marshmallow flush in, fluff yeah, yeah. in the stairs yeah <laughs> sticking to it brilliant stuff do now, you want to know what could, that was could, I would love to know what it was. Well, actually, it's there's a bit of a conflict because some people say it was oatmeal. 
Yeah, and then other yeah. people say it was something else, um, like oatmeal. But right. So there's actually no actual evidence of which one it was. I, I heard it was cookie dough or something. Oh yeah, cookie dough. I think there's like three different options. I yeah. I read Wait, an you interview <laughs> with Robert England in the Guardian a couple of years ago that said it was mushroom soup. Yeah. Because that matched the colour of the the carpet, and apparently the whole set stank of lukewarm mushroom soup. And the director really didn't want it. He didn't like it. No. I think it is my favourite effect of the... It's it's my second favourite effect of the whole thing. My favourite effect is the, the, the moving around the, the, the clockwork kind of room. That's, that's probably my favourite effect yeah. uh, of the whole thing. On the subject of the director, Wes Craven, I love the fact that he's in Scream playing the school janitor dressed as Freddy. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Good. You know, when he's got like, the long hair that. and the beard. Yeah, when next time you watch Scream, you kind of see him cleaning up on a wet floor. No he's got way. long hair and like a like a be- like a mustache, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. got the fedora on. He's got the thing. It's brilliant, and it's him. It's great. I'm sure he was in a couple of things, but I was looking at his top grossing films, and this is quite annoying. Is well, not really annoying. So his top five. Uh, I'll go. I'll go from back to front. So in five, uh, <laughs> Vampire in Brooklyn, 1990. Oh no! Yeah. I, uh, uh, 1981 in fourth position is The People Under the Stairs. It's a great three. film. You've heard good. it. Uh, third one is Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, second one is Red Eye. What's Kelly, Red Eye? Kellyanne Murphy. Oh, he where he's the, the captain. No, no. Oh, he's, Sean Bean's the captain he's and he's sat next to Jodie. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then one is Scream. Okay, all right. Okay. And I think prior to um, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, yeah. I believe... It was all a little bit um, dodgy. <laughs> oh, it is, yeah. Um, the Hills of Eyes is horrible, um, and as you say, Last House on the Left is is unwatchable. In my yeah. opinion, yeah. unwatchable. It's just, it's just it's really torture harsh. porn, isn't it's, it? Yeah. It's like I spit in your grave. I just can't. I can't yeah. get through them. I, can't do I, it. I I thumb through your magazines. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I eat your pasta. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, my favourite of his, by the way, and this I must be the only person that thinks this, is that cursed the Christina Ricci werewolf film from the early oh, really? 2000s. Yeah, I love that. It's got Christina Ricci in it. It's got Pacey in it from. Uh, and away, uh, away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's got. I think, and I think the bad, the bad guy is. Oh, I can't remember who the bad guy is. The mum out of uh, that first Jurassic World movie. Do you know who I mean? The red hair, the little. Anyway, I loved that Christina Ricci film because the effects still look good on that. Anyway, that's. I'm sure. Did he do a film called Body Bags with Mark Hamill when it was short stories? I'm sure. Uh, yeah, he does one of those. I and think he's in it as well. Carpenter did one of them. Mm-hmm. He's also very, very briefly in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, I is think, he? isn't he? Is he? Uh, is he not not kind of featured in one of the kind of the the, the backgrounds of the horror film? You know, it's kind ah, of like right? a behind the scenes horror joke. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, we'll be here all day if I keep going on about that. Uh, <laughs> she asked Glenn to to to, to stay awake um, and basically keep count while she sleeps as part of the plan. So this is where she's running upstairs. She runs into the bedroom and she's looking in the mirror, screaming, it isn't real, it isn't real. And then Freddie comes through the mirror like Will Graham in Manhunter last week, doesn't he? Uh, like, yeah, jumps like slow motion through yeah, the yeah. mirror. Looks good. Um, it's really fun because he slashes open this pillow and there's feathers everywhere, isn't there? 
and then Ducking, Nancy's alarm clock goes off. Down, big, down. <laughs> uh, they both wake up in the room. She's pure raging at Johnny Depp, by the way, for falling asleep. She calls mm. him a shithead and everything. <laughs> Just kind of like, yeah, I'm into that. I'm well into that. <laughs> what a shithead. Um, Nancy and Glenn run to the police station um, to see Ron. This guy on the front desk really doesn't want to be a cop, does he? Ramirez. I know. He's like, I only agree to work nights because it's quiet. Uh, John Saxon comes out and says they can go and see him. Uh, they go and see see him, and he's being hoisted by his own petard. Yeah, <laughs> hung by the bed sheets. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good effect as well. Indeed. Yeah, I like Very that. Good effect. I love the fact that his his face is completely ashen, like completely I... grey. And, the, like, and then they de- then they check to make sure he's dead. I mean, he's probably <laughs> dead. He's out. At, at Ron's funeral, Nancy's explaining to the parents that the killer looks like. Dirty old hat, green and red sweater, and they basically look scared. It's like, just get it home. (laughs) And they just decide to get home. The hat is a fedora. It was selected from a box of hats Robert England had to try on whilst all in the makeup. He says it was an obvious choice because of how it looked in silhouette. Uh, Mm. Famous fedora wearers, Tom Landry, who was manager of the Dallas Cowboys from 1960 to 1988. He won the Super Bowl with them twice. And of course, we all know, Homer Simpson famously buys Tom Landry's hat in Cypress Creek for the episode You Only Move Twice. Uh, our answer to Tom Landry, of course, in Britain was Arthur Daly from Minder. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, suave bastard. I have always modelled myself on Arthur Daly, whereas John has always modelled himself I'm Terry. On- <laughs> Terry, of course he is. Ex-boxer. Uh, ex- pretty, pretty boy ex-boxer enforcer. Always, always looking after you. Exactly, right. So They normally exactly get told right. Barbara Windsor for me. Oh, do you really? Uh, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's, it's the laugh, isn't it? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> we need to make... You've not had anything to laugh at in this episode yet, so yeah. we haven't got there. Do you often do you often say to people, get out of my pub? Do you know, uh, I worked with um, uh, Paul Barber not long ago. You know, all right. AKA Denzel from Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And he said to me that I was like Barbara Windsor, and he kept going to me, get out of my pub. <laughs> and in fact, I, I hear he's a really nice guy. Oh, he's, he's such a lovely guy. Do you oh, know, in wow. fact, right, um, I think it was Christmas, Christmas time, um, yeah. he sent me a happy Christmas message with, get out of my pub. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! Wow. That's really see. That's why we've got you on for the name dropping. Yeah, I, know, I can't believe it's taken us an hour. I can't believe it's taken us an hour. But this is why. This is why we got you on. Uh, the facts and the name dropping. Brilliant, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, my uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been doing calisthenics outside of a tent at any point? And lost a bra uh, <laughs> in front of Matron and uh, Kenneth Williams. No. <laughs> all right, well then, that's where the that's where it all ends. That's fine. <laughs> uh, she was a national treasure. There you go. I get <laughs> <laughs> One was a national treasure. The other was Barbara Windsor. There you go. Um, right. So Nancy's mum takes her to this institute. All right. This this this. Kira Institute for Sleep, not a real thing, by the way, not a real place. John, why must films lie to us? I know. <laughs> She's explaining uh, that, you know, I haven't slept for however long. The doctor says, you've got to sleep. Otherwise, you might go a little bit and taps his head, uh, which, which is true. Without sleep, uh, you will become you will become sick and die. Yeah. Um, the electrodes that they put all over her are monitoring as, as she sleeps. Now, 
Mum and the doctor are in another room, and Mum's got a fag on and everything, hasn't she? She's like, oh, yeah, I just, I'll just smoke in this hospital. Uh, yeah, it was on its name, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You could back then. Yeah, of course you could. Um, when bacon was good for you back in the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> bacon and Guinness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> rubbing <laughs> bacon around themselves. Uh, I've I've called this guy Doctor Sleep because I didn't I didn't notice his name at all. Um, but did you notice this non-union Steve Guttenberg character has got a, pi- a picture behind him of a cat dressed as like a matador or something? It's like a poster of a cat as a matter like a cat in a matador's outfit. I had no idea what was going on there. I've Googled a lot of cat matador posters and couldn't find it at all. Um, maybe maybe he- it's a maybe it's a catador. Oh, that's where I went wrong, John. Of Should course I did. Yeah, absolutely. Get Maybe away. I should have been looking for records of doors opening and shutting. That's what I needed. <laughs> um, so he explains that she's into REMs. REMs is rapid eye movement sleep. Oh, I, thought Brain... shiny, I thought it was shiny happy people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, must you spoil all my fun, John? Uh, brainwave activity is more similar to wakefulness than any other stage of sleep during REMs. R.E.M., as you say, John, formed in Athens, Georgia in 1980. 15 albums and three Brit Awards for Best International Band, as well as being nominated for 16 Czech Republic Zebrick Music Awards. Vanessa, how many of those 16 that they were nominated for did they win? One. Incorrect. John? Oi them. (laughs) Nina them. They didn't win a single oh. one. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say oh. <laughs> You were the closest. You were the closest. Well done. Um, the, the, doctor ex, the, the, the doctor's then doing the re, watching the readings. They've got the higher end of the scale. They wake her up, and she's got this huge white streak through her hair, Yeah, which I thought was really good. Yeah. Uh, I same, assume... Same, same as uh, Evil Day, doesn't it? When Ash oh, when he to... wakes up with the, oh, with the white bits. Right. Yeah, oh. I mean, my excuse is I've just got white bits. Uh, Vanessa, I, I assume it's just a simple kind of paint job, that is it? To put, yeah, to put I think so. I think so. Yeah. Probably just some white, um, uh, you know, like water-based paint or grease paint. Okay. I would think. I don't actually know what they use, but yeah. yeah. Or maybe yeah, even okay. like a little lace front wig. Perhaps. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, because it's only the one bit, isn't it? So yeah, that I mean, would make they could a bit put like a little strip right, in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure. I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll Google how to put white streaks in women's hair. Oh, that, Jesus, that'll, John. That, that'll be great. <laughs> That's going to come up with a lot of options. <laughs> I know. Literally. <laughs> I'll be banned to the internet again. <laughs> After a second band, do you not get a term? <laughs> That's what happens. Um, next morning, uh, she comes downstairs and mum's on the phone, we assume to John Saxon, explaining that she's got Freddie's hat. Like, Because yeah. she wakes up with Freddie's hat. Yeah. And I assume she's on the phone going, somehow she's managed to get Tom Landry's hat. We don't know how. I don't know what Tom Landry was doing. This way. Um, and next scene was stood on this bridge. Glenn explains to Nancy the Balinese way of dreaming. So they have what's called dream skills. So literally, from dreams, they learn to, to change the way they do things. So that they, they learn. So they, they try and pick up, am I falling? How would I survive a fall? Um, I looked into this a little bit. I couldn't find too much on it. So it seems like it's kind of someone's read an article somewhere right. and written it is, is all I can think. 
Um, she's reading this book, by the way, called Booby Traps and Improvi- Improvised Interpersonal Devices. <laughs> it was, right? It was like Predator, wasn't it? I was yeah. like, oh, here we go. She says, I'm into survival. And she kind of grins. And, and this is the point where I've written, I really like Nancy. I think she's such a well-written character. Now, I paused it on this and I couldn't see the author's name, but I assume the author of this book was Kevin McAllister. From Home Alone, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. it must be because we'll, we'll, we'll come to that shortly. You survive the weight bandit. Yeah, uh, that night Nancy gets home to find Mum's put bars on all the windows, which is like when Marty McFly travels back in time to 1985 and finds that the house that he used to live in has got all the all the bars on. Aye, and his teacher's off all the trestling and everything. It looked beautiful. Yeah, that trestling looked fantastic. Yeah, exactly. How, really- how on earth is uh, that kid meant to get in? Clarissa explains it all's window now. Exactly, and and why is the door blue? Mind blown. <laughs> I always it's I always assume it was red. I always thought it was red. Yeah, I would assume well, what, it was. Hold as on, well. what are we talking about? The door. And... The, the door's blue, but uh, the door's blue in this one, but in the rest of them they're all red. Yeah, the it was door. only blue in the first one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, okay, fantastic work, guys. It's the I... same as these eyes. Did you notice that as well? No. But his eyes are actually green in the first one, which is his own eyes. But in the rest of them, they're red because, well, they're like a reddy orange yellow because they use contact right. lenses. Because somebody paid the money for the bloody contacts this time. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was a different makeup artist as well, wasn't it? Because um, uh, the guy wasn't available for the second one. Oh, what? All right. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mum invites her downstairs, but invites her down to the basement, and she's rooting around in this boiler thing, is it? This this solid yeah. fuel boiler, um, and explains Fred Krueger murdered twenty kids in the neighbourhood, um, and, and when they tried to do it, uh, someone has signed the search warrant wrong, uh, and so everybody got away from it. Yeah. Now, at this point, I can't help thinking. Even if you were little, if you were like maybe five or six, if 20 kids went missing in your neighbourhood, you would remember kids. I remember kids I went to school with at the age of five or six. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen since. And I remember their names now. So if those children had vanished, 20 of them from my class, uh, anyway, it's it's a plot hole you could drive a truck through. That, in fact, is, and it it annoys me, right? Because I hate the remake. I think it's absolutely bag of shite. Oh, Oh, they make him a paedophile in the remake. But but originally, it was meant to be a child molester, but they thought it was far too much, so they were drawing it back and they killed child killer. The only good thing about the remake is Jackie Earl Haley, who I would cast in absolutely anything as Freddy, because he's great as um, Rorschach in that. um, I like. No, you don't like Jackie Earl Haley? No. Oh, I think he's great. I didn't no. like... I, was, I just didn't like the way he did it. I, just didn't, I didn't like I didn't the even... face. The face just didn't look like right. His, his ratty yeah. teeth. I like his his ratty little teeth, yeah. I think he's the best thing, in it? Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's, t- it's a terrible, terrible film. Right, right. They track him down. They burn it to death in the boiler room. And it sounds to me like those morons you see on Facebook live posts knocking on the doors of people that they think might be a paedophile, doesn't it? You know what uh, I mean? Paedophile like, paedophile. I'm a paedophile hunter. You're a paedophile. I'm not. I've got like, like I'm, I'm a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you know what I mean? I've seen you with kids. Yes, because I'm taking them swimming. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Mum shows Nancy the knife gloves and explains Kruger can't hurt them now. Mummy killed him. Yeah, yeah, mummy fixed it for you. Yeah, okay, mum. Back to the bottle. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That night, Nancy calls Glenn. Uh, She can't get out. She's locked in. 
Um, and it's so long since she's been, she's slept. We're supposed to believe it's been seven days. And she says under the Guinness Book of Records, the record is 11 days. In 25 minutes. In 25 minutes, John. Randy Gardner, 1963. I was I there. Mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if films are anything to believe, I've seen a lot of Randy Gardners. Uh, hey. The longest Sorry. I went without sleep was four days and three nights. Wow. Is, is that not a Josh Hartnett film? It was. I, do you remember? You know, Walking Dead. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I did yep. the promo. Um, uh, Walking Dead, London promo. Oh wow! Yeah, for Fox TV. Um, yeah, right. And me and a colleague were making all the prosthetics for the hundred zombies that went in London. Oh, cool. Um, literally, we were on a, such a tight scale. Yeah, we literally worked for four days and three nights solidly. I actually, wow. by the end of it, yeah, I was like seeing all sorts of pictures in the sculpts. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. really crazy. Man, oh, that's, it sounds intense, but it sounds good though. But, it yeah, was intense. It was very intense, and I remember getting back from the walk because we even attended the walk because we had to oversee all the makeup. Yeah, and I remember just like crashing on this sofa and just out for the count. <laughs> wow, I bet you did. How long did you sleep for? I do you know I can't remember a long time. I think <laughs> <laughs> was it was it an actual walk? Did they actually have to walk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a hundred zombies walked in London, so it was like you know, there's um. The underground that's all closed off. We were all down there, and oh, it was, were you? Cool. It was really, really cool. She says, if Freddie gets her next, her plan is to bring him out of the dream by grabbing him. And she wakes up, and she basically wants Glenn to be there to wake her up. Nancy says, "Whatever you do, Glenn, don't fall asleep." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so Glenn's in his own house, and Glenn's mum walks in to wake him up. Right. His mum and dad, by the way, looked a hundred years old, didn't they? Yeah. They were probably about our age, weren't they? They were probably yeah. in the forties. Yeah, and you're kind of like, oh, they look a hundred years old. This bear. Um, he's ready to watch Miss Nude America at midnight, and she says, "But you got your headphones on, Glenn. How will you hear what she says?" And he says, "Who cares what she says?" And I'm kind of like, "That's a fun line. Okay, I'm all right with that." Uh, Nancy's got this coffee percolator under a bed. And a mug under a pillow. It was like the great escape, this. Has you got pet pills in the radio aye, or something? Aye. I thought it was like Wallace and Gromit. We always reinventions. We wee bits popping up so we could have toast. Glenn's mum and dad uh, are on the kind of the, the, the veranda, aren't they? She's drinking a cup of tea and dad's got a, a beer. He looks like non-union Mark Addy. Aye, just sitting at her yeah. like a right um, weirdo. And they really don't like Nancy. Nancy calls Glenn, but mum and dad answer the phone. Dad's having none of it. Hangs up with her and then takes the phone off the hook. Oh. Uh, do you remember taking the phone off the hook? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the phone in Nancy's room calls um, and it's, uh, it's basically Freddy. Uh, she panics. She pulls the cord out of the wall. And then she's, oh, great, what if Glenn tries to call? And then the phone rings as if by magic. Now, the sensible thing to do here would to be not to answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, she does, and this is the line I did earlier on, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. And the phone becomes some sort of 
Tongue. Fleshlight, doesn't it? With this tongue on it, it's disgusting. <laughs> now, that is I found made... one for... Go on. Oh, go on, no, go on, you carry no, on. No, no, please, please. No, I was just going to say, that phone was made from cheap rubber, yeah, and a prosthetic. All right, wow. It worked, though. Great. Back in the day, it looked quite good. Yeah, it I mean, mate, I think it's a brilliant phone. Yeah. <laughs> I found one for Sabonetti <laughs> <laughs> for £182. Oh, really? Which I assume you can't fuck, listeners, so don't even consider it. Uh, is, it is it like that Graham Norton one? <laughs> <laughs> I try and make one. <laughs> what you what you do in your own home? That's just up to you. Right. <laughs> uh, listeners, I'm sure. I'm sure she'll make them uh, to order. <laughs> uh, Nancy runs downstairs, and the house is all locked. Mam is hammered on 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 the sofa. She's like, and I don't have the key. That's <laughs> She's that. brilliant. I've always loved you, Nancy. <laughs> uh, and your dad fucking hates you, but I've always loved you. Uh, Glenn's asleep in front of the TV with the national anthem playing at the end of the thing. Uh, yep. Do you remember when you used to have the national anthem? Yeah, uh, 12 o'clock every night. Yeah. Um, sure it was 11, but uh, it was maybe 12 o'clock. Yeah, absolutely. So we we don't have that anymore, where the night like where God Save the Queen's played mm-hmm. on the radio anymore, which of course John is delighted about. Uh <laughs> yeah. Um but it it stopped in two thousand and seven. Oh sorry, it stopped in nineteen ninety seven when they started putting the BBC news channel on at night. But mm. before that they used to say goodbye and play uh, God Save the Queen. How no. that how time changes. Oh, absolutely time crazy, isn't it? And when you teletext and then yeah. you teleshopping. And that, yeah. and that that screen with that light, is was it a little girl or something? Aye. It was the, the test card. Yeah. And specifically, I've got to say, the other night me and Rachel were watching RuPaul's Drag Race and it was a hundred years of that. the BBC. Oh. And uh, and that, one of the guys what one of the girls in that had done dressed up as the test card, but with a clown's face. That's it was cool. horrifying, right. and I loved it. It I was, was full. <clears throat> yeah. By the way, my personal favourite drag queen of the entire world, drag royalty is on it at the minute, Cheddar Gorgeous. She is stunning. I love her. And more than anything else, she's absolutely lovely. I just, I love her. I've had a couple of chats with her on Instagram. She's just have lovely. you? That's so yeah, cool. I've just like, I've commented on a few of her, a few of her posts, and she always says nice things. And Cust- she's from the Midlands as well, so I've got Cust- to her. Mine's kimchi. All right, oh, look at us. I oh, of love course. kimchi. Of course, Kirsten loves bag of chips. Oh, God, aye. it's got to be in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. like English ones, <laughs> bag of chips, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah the, Eng- the English ones I absolutely love. Uh, I absolutely love. So, Nan- <laughs> right, <laughs> this, this, looks, this looks great to me. So he's asleep, and this is, this is playing. The TV says, um, you are now listening to station KRGR. KRGR is Kruger without the vowels. And I was like, that's clever. Oh, that's clever. That Blink and you'll miss it. Um, the bed swallows him and spits out this fountain of blood, which looks amazing oh, and has nice. still got to be better than shit in the bed. Oh, I'm God, sure. I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was done that... in that same room. As oh, the was it? The... Oh, right. Yeah, okay, they take great. it apart because obviously it cost a lot of money and they made it and it was mm-hmm. so successful they decided to use it on that scene as well. Yeah. 
but they didn't account for like the massive blood gag that they did. Yeah, right. as they tipped the room, the actual wall started bulging <laughs> with the like liquid. <laughs> yeah, wow. and also the light above. Yeah, where someone's actually standing, the people got electrocuted. <laughs> oh, wow, because it was what so damp. Because you all that water flowing in it. <laughs> nice. I like that a lot. Um, these The cops turn up, uh, and this line from the cop outside was amazing. Hey, you're not going to need a stretcher up there. You need a mop. And I'm kind of like, okay. <laughs> the, the line is, what's the coroner said? He's been in the John puking since he saw it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, good. John Saxon's on the scene and as you say he waves at Nancy in the prison she rings him on the phone um, she's going to get Fred and wants him to break the door down in exactly 20 minutes now I love real time in anything and this is exactly 20 minutes before the film ends oh really? yeah exactly 20 minutes um, next up we've got this montage of a setting up traps and at no point is there a cut out of Michael Jordan standee or any micro machines on the stairs Yeah, yeah. there's no blowtorch as he comes through the door to burn his hat yeah I was very disappointed mm. Nancy then finds time to have a heart to heart with a mum and took her in before then saying her prayers and then setting her alarm for 10 minutes from now are we supposed to believe that all of that took 10 minutes <laughs> I know that's about much isn't it bullshit the 18 montages usually took about seven hours I know. to make that to make that cabbage cannon that they made <laughs> for boy George. Yeah. Uh, in a dream, Nancy heads down to the basement and grabs Fred's glove out the solid fuel heater before heading to some sub sub basement, which looked like the industrial zone out of the Crystal Maze. I bet it's the same bloody thing. They keep using the exact same bits all the time, yeah, didn't they? Absolutely. That that actually that it was it. No, it wasn't the basement, was it? It was the. Um... The boiler room. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was actually a prison that, um, after filming, was demolished uh, with asbestos. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's that. That'll take a few years off your sentence. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nancy finds Glenn's bloody headphones and screams for Freddie to show himself. He does that and throws her off this level, and she falls into her mum's rose bushes in the garden. Just as her alarm's about to go off because she set a watch, Fred appears. She grabs him. They have a bit of a wrestle, and she wakes up alone in the bed. She's like, oh, "I am crazy after all." And then he comes out from under the bed, which is surely everyone's horror, uh, and chases her out the room, where she locks him in the room before screaming for her dad through the window and running down the stairs. When he gets out, he gets hit in the stomach by this sledgehammer that she's attached with, like a tiny piece of string. Why? Like, <laughs> and and you can like surely that sledgehammer wouldn't be attached just by a little bit of string. string. But he's he's quite blatantly got um like a padded jumper on, hasn't he? <laughs> like it hits him in the stomach and doesn't hurt one bit. Well, that you know, he's Freddy. Yeah, he is, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, he then falls down the stairs, which suggests he probably did fall on the micro machines after all. Um <laughs> He crosses a tripwire that sets off a landmine that the Carmier Rouge would have been proud of. Oh, God, he? yeah. That was a hell of an explosion, wasn't it? She Molotovs at him, didn't she? Yeah. And so we get what, John? My favourite trope? Burning man. Do you love a, a good man burning man? fire in film. Yeah, yeah. And especially you notice that the guy's got the, the suit on because all of a sudden Freddy's 
bulked up Freddy's pinching him. Oh, look at me, I'm Freddy, I'm massive. Totally Johnny Bravo in it, isn't he? Yeah. Daddy turns up and they head upstairs following these fiery footprints, which look like Marshmallow Man has been walking in it, don't they? To see Fire Freddy wrestling Mum on the bed, who, when they put him out, she turns into a skeleton, into the bed, Waving? Does she wave? I'm yeah. sure I imagine she's waving <laughs> goodbye. I had Beetlejuice in my head. It's just like a few tiny head in this. Yeah, Very right. much so. It's so. It, that's the fucking worst thing in the entire film. Mm-hmm. That uh, what is generally great. Uh, Dad leaves, and then Freddie comes out of the bed. Um, he, this is the bit where kind of he raises up and the you know the the, the sheets over him. Nancy explains she knows it's a dream. She wants her mum and pals back. She takes back every bit of energy that she gave him, which is what Glenn had been talking about. And Freddie just falls through the floor, but he looks like that star creature version of Natalie Portman in that Annihilation film. Aye. No, no, <laughs> that, How's that for a deep cut reference, listeners? You like that? You like that? More, more Annihilation references? Girl, me. Um, Nancy walks through the door, and her mum and friends are there talking about how foggy it is. I know. <laughs> like, but like they're, they're all dressed perfectly, and they look great. She gets in the convertible, and as they're leaving, the roof comes up, and it's green and red stripes of Freddy's top. The door and windows lock shut, and the car drives away as they're screaming. Freddy's arm comes through the window and grabs basically a mannequin of the mum through the window hole. I know. It looks like shit. Um, So bad. But it's a good fake out at the end. We like a fake out. But do you know, I've got a little question for you. Do you know that um, uh, how many takes... They did of that final scene, like no, not, not, not I, that final, not take. Sorry, they filmed more than one ending for that. Do you know how many? All right, uh, three. What ten? Seven. Six, seven. All <laughs> oh, right, seven. Like, it was actually um, nine. Nine what? different yeah. endings. Yeah, because they kept arguing over the endings uh, and they couldn't decide and they were flitting from one screen to another, like on set, mm-hmm. and did wow. nine different endings. Wow. And, and that, that was what, the best one? No, that one wasn't <laughs> meant to get used. All oh, right. And it got used. <laughs> Bloody hell. Wow. That's cool. astonishing. There you go. A little bit of fact there for you. There you go. That's, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Brilliant. Um, that is the end of the film. Um, Vanessa, as you're the guest, what do you have that we might have missed? Have you got any more facts? I've got loads of facts. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm like a little book of facts here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How long do you think it actually took to do the whole film? John? Uh, Three months. I'll go four and a half. What, months? Yeah. Four weeks. Wow! Four weeks. That's crazy, that's, isn't it? That's guerrilla filmmaking. I, I know. Um, let me have a look at another one. I've got loads here. <laughs> I've, I kind of wrote all these different things down, and now I've got to try and read them, what I actually wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do this a lot. It's like doctor's handwriting, isn't it? Like, where the fuck's that? Uh, um, um, <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you know actually what the makeup was based on? Uh, Freddie's makeup. Yeah, a burn victim, I assume. It was actually based on a couple of things. Yeah, so Fred, um, young Wes, when he was a kid, he one day was looking out the window in his apartment. Yeah, um, 
and there was an old homeless man staring up at him who right. was old with a brown hat on. Mm-hmm. Right. And he looked away and he thought he'd gone. And as he looked back, yeah, the guy was still standing there staring at him and gave him a sinister smile before he disappeared. That's creepy. I know, wow. really creepy. Um, oh, I know, there was a really interesting fact. Um, the jumper. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that the sweater was only seen in the film for how long, do you reckon? Come on, you've watched this film recently. How? Uh, I've watched it twice, yeah. yeah. Uh, tw- it's about an hour and a half long. Uh, 13 minutes. Jump. Uh, five minutes. Actually, seven minutes. Wow. Even no. though that jumper's so iconic. But apparently the, the first one wasn't, a, it was a, a jumper and a, a a tank top as well, wasn't it? So apparently it was a red jumper, but they put a tank top over the top. So it's only, the sleeves are red, but the rest of it is. Crazy. Then, yeah, okay. so. But the, the rest of them would just use the whole stripy jumper, but that was the first one. Great. Okay. Um, uh... Oh, and I was just going to say about the makeup, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. So Go for it. apparently, yeah, the um, the makeup designer Wes, when he was like, came up with the idea, they were originally going to go with it like all melting, um, mm-hmm. uh, but the guy wanted it to look a bit more gruesome, so he was sitting there and he was trying to think of how to do it, and he was eating his supper, which was a pepperoni pizza. And it was based on a pepperoni pizza. Of course it was. Of course it was. Right. It's quite cool, isn't it? That is good. I like that a lot. Great. I do have John? loads more. Oh, do you? You can fire a couple I more. Know. If you want. Fine, it's fine. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. John, what you got? Uh, there was a madness poster in Glenn's room. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm astonished I didn't see it. When his mum was walking in, it just glanced around, but oh. you could see the room. It was really quick. Uh, the first mechanical alarm clock was invented by Levi Hutchins, an American in, in 1787. It was invented for as a personal alarm device. They woke him up at four o'clock. He didn't need to be up that early, but it was a simple, firm rule that he had to be awake before sunrise. Now, I, John, I knew that, and the reason I knew that is it was part of an episode of that Efkin show that me and Tom were on. Oh, fuck that. Uh, I was doing that show. Today, you were on that show. No, no, I'm going to add it. Um, but he was a farmer, and would you believe uh, his wife killed him? And I assume it was because he, was getting up every he kept getting up early every morning. So he made this alarm. Uh, Dean, no that, yeah, I think me, Joe... Tom and Dean were on that. I can't remember why that was, but we were. But yeah, she, his, his wife killed him. There you wow. go. There's a fact. Jesus Christ. So, do you um, know what the um, the film is that has got the biggest budget? The biggest budget film, yeah. I assume, is Titanic. Still, nah, I go with that. It's actually Pirates of the Caribbean on the Stranger Tides. Okay, right. And do you know how much that film costs? Well, those those mega pints don't buy themselves. Uh, so I assume, I don't know, uh, $238 million. In fact, it was $4 million, $400 million. <gasps> what? 
It's crazy, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And just going back to Robert England, on his audition, yeah, for the part, Mm -hmm. when he went there, he actually, um, uh, his cigarette ash, he mixes a bit of cigarette ash with a bit of spit, yeah, and put it under his eyes, yeah, to make his eyes look as if they were more sunken, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he used, um, uh, you know, the dipstick on a car. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he used the oil from the dipstick to grease back his hair. Right. Yeah. Creepy. And then right. he played, and when he was actually auditioning, yeah, he played a little game with himself where he just stared at the director and without blinking, and then later on he got the call and was casted. Wow. wow, that's that's okay. such a that's such a David Blaine thing to do, isn't it? It is a little bit <laughs> Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> right, John. Anything else? Uh, that's it, buddy. I'm, I'm out. Okay. I'm out. 1984. Uh, murderers. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, killed his first in Jenny Vinkow in Glassell Park, Los Angeles. Uh, Christopher Thomas killed ten in the Palm Sunday Massacre in Brooklyn. And James Herbert, uh, sorry, not James Herbert, that is the writer. Uh, James Huberty shot and killed 21 customers in a San Ysidro McDonald's in San Diego, which is exactly as they say, burgers will kill you. Uh, oh, did, it, did they stop doing breakfast? That happened. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, finally, uh, an eight-ounce cup of coffee typically contains around 100 milligrams of caffeine. will keep you awake for between four and ten hours. Okay. Vanessa, anything else to add before we top them up? Um, no, I don't think so. I think we kind of covered everything that I had written down. Um, Fantastic. Do you want to give us a guess how many things we got? Oh, I don't know. I would like to think 100, but I don't think it was anywhere near. <laughs> about 32. Oh, those are the dark old days of the crow. We're, we're much better Ooh. than that now. John, no. it's higher than that. What do you want to uh, guess? I'm going to go 83. Oh, Vanessa, you've got to go higher than 83 this time. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, uh, 91. Oh, John, higher than a 91, my love. Higher than a 91. Mm, if, if it's 98, I'm going to kill you. Vanessa, higher than a 98. Come on, higher than a 98. No way, 99. <laughs> oh, geez, we'll be here all day. Come on, John. Right, 106. No, higher. Oh, what? Really? really? Okay, yeah. 123. Oh, you've ruined it all now. 120. <laughs> Bloody hell. 120. That's, 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 all right. that's not far off the record, by the way. That's not too bad, right? That's you? because Vanessa's a, a, an industry expert. That's why. Oh, I, I was actually going, I did write down in my little book because I thought you were going to ask me a question, which you never did. How oh, rude. what was that? How rude is that? <laughs> no, because I probably did send you a question and then forgot to write it down. So what was yeah, that? Yeah, how rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm just trying to find the question now. It was actually, so. the question was something like, oh, here, um, uh, your question was going to be, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what simple effect can listeners have oh, a go at yeah. of their own? I didn't even ask you that. How rude. Yeah, what, so what simple effect could listeners ever go at? Well, I was going to say they could make their own um, uh, make their oh. own uh, scar wax. Okay. And then I was just going to give a recipe for it. Please, please do. Still do it. <laughs> so it's one teaspoon of petroleum jelly and four teaspoons of flour. Mix it together in a bowl. Add a foundation colour. 
to match your skin. Um, mix it up, then roll a bit out in your fingers. It should feel kind of firm, but not too firm. If it's yeah. too soft, you add a little bit more flour. If in hot weather, it's like, obviously, it's going to be really hot. You can put it in the fridge for 20 minutes, and okay. then you can roll it out. And then in small, like, little sausage rolls, tiny little rolls, yeah, you just roll it out onto the skin, and then you can create a, um, an effect. So you can do all sorts with it. You can make a bullet wound, a slip throw. You could even change your features on your face, make a nose. But obviously, it would be for photos, not film, because it would fall off. Yeah. You, I've seen, I've seen you do a really, really fun um, slit throat on a, a guy on your Instagram. Yeah. Is that how you did that? No, that was actually silicon. Uh, oh, was it? Okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do that, John, for your wedding. I'm gonna give myself an interesting scar. A chub wedding. You're gonna give yourself. Yeah, chub? I'm gonna make it look like someone. Why oh. so serious? <laughs> if you want to do an interesting scar, yeah, there's yeah. this um, product that you can buy. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it offhand. Um, Ah, the name's escaped me. But basically, it's like a little a little brush that you put yeah. on. So you kind of stretch the skin and you put it on in a line. Yeah. Right. And mm. then you let it dry. And then when you let it go, it kind of indents in your skin. So it looks like an old scar. Ah, really? If you put like a, um, a red eyeliner pencil underneath or mm-hmm. lip liner underneath it and then add this over the top. And then yeah. let it dry. Do a couple of layers. The more layers you do, the deeper the scar will go. And then Very you cool. just pat it out, and then you've got an instant scar. Oh, um, look at that. That's cool. Hey, there you go. See, listeners, it's not just facts. It's actual helpful. It's like no. fucking Blue Peter, this. Uh, <laughs> Even though I can't uh, think of the name. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll find it. We'll link it at some point. Oh, Vanessa, thank you so much for helping us get yeah. to 120 things. We thank are really, really grateful. Oh, that's okay. It's been a fantastic episode. Do you want to tell the listeners where they can find your work, maybe what films they can see you, what, what short films they can see you in, uh, and where they can find you on the socials? Yeah, I'm on um, uh, Facebook and Instagram, and they're both under Vanessa Hyder MUA uh, or Vanessa Hyder MUA SFX, which is special effects artist mm-hmm. and makeup artist MUA. Because somebody <laughs> once called me on an interview and they said, Oh, hello, Vanessa Hyder Muir. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> nice. And I was like, actually, it's makeup artist. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they felt stupid. Yeah. I've not written down here, Vanessa Hyder at Mua, honestly. <laughs> you, you did, didn't you? <laughs> you did, mate, yeah. <laughs> yes, so Vanessa Hyder, Mua, M-U-A. <laughs> um, uh, film, actually, there was just a release on um, Halloween, which was a short mm-hmm. online, which is a mini Nightmares production. I work quite a lot yeah. with him. He's really cool. He does little YouTube videos um, where I did a really cool creature makeup. Um, yeah, that was quite good. That's just come out. Um, there's was, a film. Was that many out. creatures? Did you see? Sorry. Many creatures. Um, no, it was a main main character creature that I did, um, right. which actually was my partner. All oh, right. Wow. So he had to endure my makeup on him for hours. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> which but gives that's, me great that's, pleasure. That's, 
that's part of the yeah, that's part of the deal that you made when you got together. Yeah. And so that's Mini Nightmares Productions, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good. Um, he's a lovely guy as well. Um, and I did a short film, no, a feature film, which is just going to be shown in America Film Festival, I believe. Ooh. Um, uh, which is called Love Without Walls, which had quite a good casting in it. Okay. So I can't wait for that to actually come out and everyone to watch it because it was very, very good. Great. Well, you'll you'll link us when that comes out and we can watch oh, it, definitely. so we can tell the listeners at some point in the yeah. future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And other than Sorry. that, IMDb. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we'll when when I eventually get at the moment, it's such a time consuming thing to put IMDb listings on. It takes like hours to do. It's such pain. But John, you are an executive producer on a number of podcast episodes, which is nice. Uh, so there you go. Um, thank yeah. You. So we'll 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 tag you in that when it comes. Once again, Vanessa, thank you so much. Yeah, we've had a great time. This has been so different to to any kind of learnings that we've ever done. So yeah, uh, we we can't wait to uh, we can't wait to see more of your work. Yeah, Perfect. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And it's been really thank, good thank fun. You. Thank you it for has. Yeah, we've had a great time. Yeah, thank you for helping us indeed. That's all right. Wasn't that summit, John Boy, eh? That was <laughs> that was <laughs> mind blowing. She knows a lot about makeup she, artists. She is talented and funny and great. We will have Vanessa back on. Oh my god, I wish we could have Vanessa back on. She probably won't, yeah. probably won't have any of it, but that would right, be exactly. We've, we've yeah. ruined it now. Uh, yeah, exactly. We've we've ruined her for every podcaster. Uh by the way, if you're a podcaster and you want to get Vanessa on, reach out to us and we'll put you in. We'll put you in touch with Vanessa because she's really, really keen to do do new stuff. Um, right, okay, patrons. We didn't mention it at the top because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, but if you want to uh, give us a quid a month, we will give you a shout out and we will allow you to pick an episode as well. We're struggling to pick fucking episodes for every week, let alone give you four or five choices. Yeah, uh, but we will get there eventually. Lovely people that are giving us money. Uh, SP Film Viewers, Paul and Sophie, Mr. and Mrs. Parks. John, yeah. they are on holiday in fucking Edinburgh and you haven't made the effort to go and see them. Mate, they were at Loch Ness last time. I'm, I've I'm seen that. They've gone all the way to Loch Ness. They've gone past your hoose to get up there. <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm, I'm on the NORAD website so I can see, I can track them. <laughs> <laughs> them and Santa. Yeah, nice. Exactly. Uh, uh, Mono and Kira from Mono Rants at the Movies. Who are covering a film I've not seen, by the way, Fallen with Denzel? Yeah, if I remember right, I'm sure it had John Goodman in it, but it was basically about a killer that when he touched people, he could just transfer from body to body. So, man, I wish I could do that when I touch people. I wish people would touch me. It doesn't happen, <laughs> never happens. Uh, Nigel Davis, owner of the Wonder Emporium, for your tabletop accessory needs. Mention uh, the podcast and you will get something extra or a discount or fucking something. I don't know. Uh, he says he's going to pay us 100 quid for February, John. So, listeners, he's, he's he, like. He's really fucking flaky, Nigel. I love Nigel. I live around the corner from him. He's a great guy. He's really fucking flaky. So come on, listeners, beat him to it. Club together <laughs> for 100 quid and beat him to it because I do enough adverts for him as it was. But if you give us 100 quid in February, we will let you pick every film that you want every week and we will give you an advert every week as well. As Nigel uh, doing it, is he going to up me? He it? claims he's going to do, but he wants he wants Phil to pony up with him. And I'm like... <laughs> That's a lot of money. So, oh, no. you know, get involved. Uh, yeah. uh, Dan Belson, Gavin Belson, you know them, the Be Here with Belson Boys. podcast. They've been supporting us for over a year now with like retweets and love and support. And in fact, I've been listening to their podcast for about a year now because they mentioned Colin Robinson. 
when right. I wrote in. Uh, and I think Dan said something like, why don't you just call your next cat? Oh, what was the cat called? Stephen Jameson or something. And I've said to Rachel a number of times, when we get a second cat, I'm going to go back to that episode that they first, Dan couldn't remember Colin Robinson's name. And we're going to call the cat whatever Dan then said. It was like Stephen Jameson or something uh, fucking stupidly brutal. Uh, cat, there's no cat, joke there. Cat, but that, I mean, that is the deepest no. podcast cut joke that there ever was. Cat Stevens. <laughs> yeah, cat, 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 the, the cat, the cat Stevens. Uh, yeah, uh, Aaron from Z One Podcast, audio drama about zombies and surviving marriage. Joe from the Hallmarks of the Greatnesses Podcast. This week, all right, on Last Orders, we are talking John Monster Mash the movie. What? Right. They did a mash. They did the, the monster, monster mash. monster mash, which is basically like a non-union Rocky Horror Picture Show with some of the worst songs I have ever had to fucking endure, oh, and some real hate for Ted Kennedy for no reason oh, whatsoever. Really? Yeah, it was great, great fun, awful, terrible at the same time. Ian and Maria from the Cult Connections podcast, they're talking about Andor episode by episode. The tension is ramping up so much, and they're just both tourists. They're just tourists. Uh, Josh Wilson, he's an audio snob, uh, apparently, according to him. Uh, <laughs> what happened to me the other day. Um, but he's also host of uh, co-host of Super Familiar with the Wilsons with Amanda. Gadget Stig Biggie from Modern Escapism. Biggie, I hope you're listening to this now. This is your two-week notice. You're coming on to talk the ice pirates. Uh, two weeks notice, uh, so you've got a weeks it, a week before you have to start watching it twelve times. All right. He's <laughs> uh, he he says some really nice things about us all the time. He's such just they're such nice they're such nice guys, and they're proper podcasters. They're not just a couple of fucking know, jobbers like us. Deluded fools, big man. Uh, and of course the people that have nothing to pedal phil uh who expected to pay 50 quid for nothing to pedal ian uh gav and my beautiful and amazing wife and uh best friend rachel uh we love you all please continue to give us give us all your fucking money (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so that's that's it john next week what we talking we are talking 48 hours with the great Eddie Murphy and Nick Naughty. So you've got to whip at that impression. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah. I am probably going to have a brain embolism from doing yeah, that impression. Uh, you, you really are. The such, whole time. <laughs> such a good film, man. It's, it's, I, do you know what? I've never seen it all the way through. Some familiar faces in there, mate. I think you'll, uh, I think you'll be pleasant. Okay. I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to it. It's just one of those that I think f- slip through the gaps. For me in the 80s, I didn't watch a lot of cars, guns, actors. It's got the lot. Okay, fantastic. But look, hey, listeners, you have stuck with us for the fucking longest episode since we had Dean on, I think. Uh, (laughs) Um, But it's it's worth it, isn't it? I think it's really worth it when we've got a good guest who knows knows the trade. Next week, it'll be just back to fucking 65 minutes of us chatting shit and <laughs> irritating right. one another. <laughs> I, I didn't it. To me, to you, to me. <laughs> the the No Chuckle Brothers is what they should fucking call us. Yeah. Uh, but listeners, thank you so much for sticking with us. And this has been 120 things we've learned from the OG, the original gangster, the motherfucker they're all trying to be. Yep. Fred Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street. See ya.
See you guys.